Welcome to In Between, where you'll hear stories, conversations, and hard-earned wisdom to help you navigate the space that lies in between where you are and where you're going. I'm Heather Ashley Baker. Today, I'm thrilled to talk to Jai Long, an award-winning wedding photographer, educator, business coach, and host of the wildly popular podcast, Make Your Break. Jai is often found speaking at the biggest wedding photography workshops and conferences all over the world. He's also hosting a wedding photography summit on the 24th and 25th of November, featuring an all-star lineup of speakers to equip photographers to go for their dreams and build strong businesses. I have followed Jai for the last year, and I listen to his podcast every single week, and I am incredibly honored to have him as a guest now on my podcast. He's such an inspiration, filled with so much wisdom, and his words push me to keep working toward my dreams and never give up. In this episode, I talk to Jai about why he loves being uncomfortable, his own limiting beliefs, creating your personal definition of success, and why he's not afraid of failure. Here's my conversation with Jai Long. Hey Jai, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm so excited to talk to you today. And I have to tell you that I'm a huge fan of your work. I lost my job, I was made redundant uh, earlier this year and started my creative business. And I have to tell you that you have been a huge help to me. And I feel like you're, you're my personal business coach already. Like I'll, I'll go out, <laughs> I'll go out and I'll listen to your podcast and it'll be just the word that I need for that day with whatever I'm struggling with. That's amazing. That's amazing feedback. And it's so interesting because you can create content and it, you know it's affecting people and it impacts people. But until you directly talk to someone and hear the results and hear how much it helps people, it really does make everything so worth it. I'm definitely happy to provide that feedback. Well, let's let's jump in, Jai. What I really love about you is your story and the way that you find opportunities in the midst of adversity, whether it's you know during lockdown or just throughout your life. So tell a little bit about your story, your upbringing, and how you jumped into photography and creative business ownership. It's important to know your own story and to, and to share stories because it gives you a lot of context around how someone thinks. I actually had a conversation with someone today. Um, they were telling me because they were listening to my podcast, they end up having a big argument with their partner because she was fighting my point where he was resisting it and he was saying it was wrong. But the thing is, people don't realize like we are all have different risk tolerance. We all have different backgrounds. So we have to, any information I put out there, it's like you've got to realize like where I come from, where you come from, it's totally different, different mindsets, but we can work on ourselves, you know, slowly over time to change our own lives, the way that we think, um, basically everything about ourselves. And I think that journey is the most important thing. So just starting that conversation. And I think sharing stories like this is also is like helps that journey, especially when people are first starting out. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up like, I had a pretty interesting upbringing. I grew up uh, I was I was born in Sydney, Australia, and we were in a super poor family. And we fa- I found ourselves like my my dad used to do a lot of you know drug dealing and um, things like that. He'd work for the bikies, and we would do a lot of like you know taking drugs up the coast of Australia. And we found ourselves like homeless for a lot of it. 
Um, Dad would make shift, make tents or teepees or would have cars or would be at friends' houses or be in refuges and, and there were so many different places. But ultimately, we're on a waiting list for seven years for a government house, which a government house is like the projects or, you know, whatever anyone wants to call it in whatever country they're from. But um, the first, yeah, the first time that we moved into an actual house that was amazing, I remember I was about 11 years old and it felt really cool because, you know, we felt rich. We were just like, wow, like, look at this place. And I think, you know, for myself, there was a lot of stuff that happened, you know, growing up for me um, that made me very independent early on. So I was able to see opportunities all the time. Like it's, everything was an opportunity, right? Um, I didn't know that I was growing up in any kind of hardship because when you're a child, like you, you just, you know, play the cards that you dealt and you just love every life because as long as there's like, you know, dirt and grass and trees to climb on, like who cares? Um, but I think like as I grew a little bit older, like there was there were things in my life that I, I wanted change. Like I was so ambitious. I wanted change. And um, I, I think I, I turned 16 years old. And at the time, like when you turn 16, uh, my mum got cut off welfare for me and it means that like I'm technically in Australia, I'm an adult. And so the first thing I did was I moved out of home and I left school and I gave my welfare check to my mum so she could look after the rest of my brothers and sisters because I just felt like I needed to go out and you know support myself but also support the family. And I did that and I hustled my way all the way up to you know um, getting an apprenticeship, becoming an electrician, starting a cafe and doing all this other wild stuff, which is really fun, you know, crazy, crazy stories. But I guess the underlining thing of my, my whole story is like I've, I've never felt sorry for myself. Um, it's not my story and I've always just been ambitious. I feel like the underdog and I'm, and I'm ready to take on any opportunity and everything that changes or moves or like something like coronavirus, like everything's exciting for me because it's like different and I'm so used to different. I'm so used to being able to you know, pivot and adapt and, and make light out of a situation or see where there's an opportunity and see how I can make it work for me. And I think I really thrive in that situation compared to when something's just more mundane and it's the same and it's repetition and, and it's a framework and it's, you know, it's proven strategies. Like that doesn't really work for me where that's more like a business owner, but I, I would consider myself more of an entrepreneur because I'm trying to work out ways that people haven't done something or a different way of thinking or a different opportunity that people haven't seen before. And it's really interesting because even now, like I was just talking to one of my employees and he was saying, where should we get some inspiration for what we're doing right now? And I, I always say to him like, man, it's actually nowhere because no one's done this before. Like the stuff that we're doing is like, no one's done that before. Um, that was just an idea that we had. So we have to make it up from scratch and that's just how it is. And I love that. So yeah, I think, I mean, just sharing my story, um, I think, you know, there were so many big pivotal um, points in my life and I think it's helped me grow and now I am a business coach and I am a business coach because I've had so many successful businesses, I've had value businesses and I believe that I know it so well and that I can show people how easy it is and how fun it is and I think, you know, I get so excited about it, I get so passionate about it and I want to show people like how they can be passionate about it as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and your passion is definitely so contagious just in, in throughout everything that you do. And what I love about what you share is that you have been through some really tough stuff, right? Like your, your life's been hard. Like you just told a little bit of your story and 
you're always trying new things and you're always seeing the opportunity in difficult circumstances. And you're, you're like, you're like the definition of comfortable with, with discomfort. Totally. Some people would, would go through that in life and just be defeated or make excuses, but that's, that's never been your, the way, or, or has there ever been a time where you've felt like you've done that? No, never. I've never given myself the chance to even think about um, any kind of hardships that have come my way because I've always fought my way out of it. I think the whole in-between thing, for me, I'm always thriving and striving to be in-between. Like most people try and get comfort. And as soon as you get comfort and get comfortable, it's like you're ready to die. Like your business is ready to die or like there's just no growth there. And for me, like I have to be between a hard place and a cliff because I am... I put myself into a situation where I have to fight all the time, no matter what, to make something work and, you know, to make it successful or to make it bigger than I imagine or to really like push down these barriers because I'm still like every single day now, I still grow so much and I, I'm blown away by how much I grow in self-development every single day to this day because I'm always like, oh my God, I couldn't, I, don't, I can't even believe what we're doing this month, I couldn't even believe it three months ago. Like that's how quickly and fast things are growing. And and I love being in that space. I can't stop it. I love to hear you say that you love being in that space because I think there's there can be a lot of resistance there as well. And well, I know for me too, like this has been a totally crazy year. One thing I've really had to learn is how how to embrace discomfort and uncertainty and use that to feed my creativity, which is why I think hearing people like you who are doing it has been such an encouragement. If you're looking at the world right now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but everyone that's like a billionaire have made more money now and everyone that has jobs are worried that they're losing jobs. But you know why? It's because people that have jobs um, and rely on other people, like they're usually maybe more business-minded or they're more scared, risk-averse. They're like happy in their own safe place. But the thing is with entrepreneurs and the reason why they make more money when something like this happens, it's not because of anything else but the fact that entrepreneurs always thrive on in-between moments because if everything's just going fine, there's no opportunities. It's really hard to do anything. It's hard to break into, into a, you know, if you want to become a wedding photographer, it's hard to break into that. If, it, if you want to be a new designer, it's hard to break in because things are not getting mixed up. Um, there's already a hierarchy of who's the best and, you know, there's so many people in that industry. So I think entrepreneurs, like, they really do thrive. And as soon as something changes, like, they see it and they're like, oh, my God, like, it just unlocks all this opportunity, unlocks all this money, it changes hands, things change. And when things change, that means it's out of people's banks. It's it's out in the open and it's open for everybody. And I think that's like a really important thing. It's mm, mm, so good. So Jai, when when you're in these moments and you're, you're trying all these new things, like, like, and you're always in these discomfort periods because you're always growing. I mean, how do you, <laughs> like, do you ever doubt yourself or do you ever deal with imposter syndrome or anything like that you always seem so confident to me (laughs) no I I definitely never have imposter syndrome and I'm and I'm very confident um the reason being like I'm I'm confident in the fact this is what I'm confident in I'm not confident that it's I'm going to be successful or that it's going to work I'm never confident it's going to work but I'm confident that I'm giving it a go like I'm I confidently go like you know what I'm doing I'm giving that a go and if someone goes oh what if it doesn't work I'm like oh I haven't actually thought about that because I don't care because the only thing I really care about is actually going out there and giving it a go and seeing what happens if you worry about you know giving it a go and it doesn't work out you're worrying about a scenario that doesn't exist yet and why would you worry about that because like for me if I'm giving something a go there is more to the upside that I'll win than I will lose. Like I would rather have the adventure. I'd rather I could make more money. 
I could make a bigger impact. I could meet more people. I could reach more people. And if it doesn't work out, well, who cares? I'll just do it again. And then I'll do something else. You know what I mean? So, of course, like, um, yeah, I wouldn't say imposter syndrome because I, I never put myself into a situation where I'm not comfortable um, knowing the fact that I am resourceful. I, I know, you know, who I can hire, uh, where I can get those resource, resources from, how to solve problems. And I think when you problem solve, for me now, like I, I literally could start any business because I know um, I know how to manage people and I know how to leverage of other people. So if, for instance, you know, if I'm starting a new business and I, I need to do my numbers, I can hire an accountant. They went to university. They can look after that stuff. That's totally cool. If I need to, you know, hire someone to fix up all my systems so, so podcasting is really easy, I'll hire an IT guy come and do this stuff like I, I can't do everything but because I'm resourceful like I know that I can get the answers mm, that's so good because so many people make excuses I think that they can't get started or they can't do something because they don't know enough or you know they're not young enough or old enough or they need to have five more years of experience or you know another ten thousand dollars in the bank or whatever mm. it is everyone has what they need already inside of them you have the ability to get what you want. It's all right there. There, there is like when someone, it's, it's interesting because when someone says like, I like talking to people and they tell me all the reasons why they can't because it means I can identify the problem straight away. So as a business coach, it's like it's easy for me to work someone through problems opposed to someone trying to work with me because they're like, well, what's the problem? How are you trying to grow? And I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I don't know what it is, but it is something. But when you, someone says like, I don't have enough time or, I don't have enough money yet. I need money or something like that. Um, for me, like those problems never even come up. Like I never have money and I and I feel like I never have time, but I've always got time and I've always got money because when I need it, I'll make it work and I'll make sure I'm in that situation where I am making that work, if that makes sense. So like if you've got no money right now and you're like, I want to start a business, but I've got no money. Like you can do anything right now. You could buy a house right now with no money if you wanted to. And I've, and I've got friends that have done this. So, you know, then they'll go door knocking and, um, talk to investors and say like, hey, I've got time, but I've got no money. Maybe we could buy a house together. You put down the deposit. We'll get a loan together. And then I can do, you know, the renovation or something. Um, and then when we sell it, we can do 50-50. I'm swapping my time. You're swapping your money. If someone said that to me, I would definitely give them money because I'm like, nice. I don't have to do anything. And I'm buying a place and he's renovating it. So it just unlocks everything. There's There's always a way to do everything. And I think, you know, um, until you get into the flow of that, until you realize that and see it yourself, like I've seen over and over, it's hard to believe. It really is. The, like the biggest hurdle, I think one of the biggest hurdles to overcome is, is getting that momentum that happens when you actually do just take that first step. And before you do that, you're feeling so, you, yeah, you do feel overwhelmed. How do you get that flow? Like if if someone's thinking, well, I want to start this thing, or maybe they maybe they did take one step and they're getting stuck. How do you get into that flow? Two things. One is start working and don't stop working. So just start. Like a lot of us just go like, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. That's the first thing they say instead of actually getting to work and realizing there's a lot of things they can do. Um, so the second thing is like stop worrying about what the things you can't do and really hone in on those superpowers, the things that you can do that no one else can do, like the things that you bring to the world that no one else has. Like the, the spark, the whatever it is that you offer, that you walk into the room, you light up the room, people are attracted to you because of whatever reason. You need to hone in on that, the difference between you and me, like whatever that is, you need to hone into that and use what you actually have. Stop worrying about what you don't have. 
Mm. Wow. See, there you go. You're like, you're like just speaking right to me, Jai, as always. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because, this is just a free mentoring session for you. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, actually, this is just kind of like, yeah, my little one-on-one coaching <laughs> session. But, and this is, and actually, this is kind of segueing to one of the other things that I, I you love when you talk about scarcity versus abundance, because that's been eye-opening for me in, in shifting into that mindset. Because when you are you have just started out or you are in in this difficult mm. season, you, you do kind of look around sometimes and see what everyone's doing and you can compare yourself and you think, well, they have more than me or they've been doing it for longer or whatever the case may be. But but again, that's 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 scarcity. That that doesn't help you actually get any further to think that way. I think one of the hardest things is not actually your own scarcity mindset is other people's so I know when I first started out, because I don't have the scarcity mindset, I'm like, hey, let's collab, let's work together, let's do this, let's bring things together. And everyone's like, no, man, you're my competition. Like, why would I help you? I'm not going to share that. I'm not going to talk at that. I'm not going to. And then you're met with so much resistance. And you're like, why is everyone so scared? You know? And I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take over anyway. Like I'm going to be bigger and doing everything anyway. Like you trying to stop my success is not going to stop my success because no matter what, I'm going to just keep working. That's my mentality. I won't stop. So you might as well jump on the train and work with me and then grow double, you know, instead of holding yourself back. I think those things are really important. But scarcity, scarcity mindset is really hard to get past that that section. Um, I don't think I, I never had a scarcity mindset because I never had anything. So that means like when I looked around, I just knew there was always enough for me because if you've got nothing, you're like, well, I'm not scared of losing anything. And also, like, if you, you've got some, you made it, that means I can do it. Like, that, that will definitely work. And I think it's really important to, like, not look around what other people are doing and really bring people together. Because I tell you what, and, and you know, I, I practice what I preach. In 2015, I started my first workshop and there were so many people that hated me for that. Um, and I was teaching photographers. I had people contacting me saying, you're not charging enough. Don't give away photographers the secrets. Like you're ruining the industry. You're giving us too much competition. There were so many emails, so many phone calls and and like from all the industry leaders that I looked up to, you know, they were reaching out to me and some of them were nasty as well. And I just didn't get it because I was like, man, it's not affecting you at all. And in fact, if it's infecting anyone, it's myself because I'm new, I'm up and coming and I'm educating everyone else around me to be better. And so they can like keep pushing themselves up. And I was doing that. I was creating, the community was better. I was sharing all my secrets, but that made me work harder to be better again. And it just kept pushing me up and pushing me up. And and as a result of that, I had a flourishing community of people that loved what I do. Um, I was getting results for people. My work got so much better. I got so much more work, so many more connections. I'm still here after all this time, you know, teaching and booking out all the time, even though I've taught hundreds of my direct competition everything I do I still book so much work so I'm telling you right now like it it works totally works but those people that um, most of those people that reached out to me on that first workshop they're not around anymore they ran out of work people weren't referring them they they just that's just the nature of it like if you want to hold everything to yourself if you want to harbor everything you want to be a hoarder and like not share any kind of success. You want it all mm. for yourself. Even though if you're a wedding photographer, you can only shoot, I don't know, 30 weddings a year. And there's like, what, 30,000 in Australia. If you're trying to hold them all for yourself, 
you're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Mm, that's great. Yeah. And it's amazing too, how the more you, you do start to think out of abundance that you can recognize other people's scarcity mindsets and you can see it and you're right. Like it does, it can be the difference I think between, and especially starting out as an entrepreneur, like it, I do think that your mindset and, and especially thinking in abundance versus scarcity can be sort of a, a make or break for you. Definitely. And whether you're, as you said, you know, so many people who aren't even around like photographers who aren't around anymore. Yeah, no, it, it is a make and break. And like, I tell you what, like, like I know millionaires, I've studied millionaires, like th the difference between me and them or anyone um, is just mindset. Like it doesn't come down to me having an education, me having money, me having more skills, me having more hours in the day. None of that. It just comes down to the, the simple thing of just like the one mindset. If you can work on that, um, you unlock everything for yourself. Mm, that's so true. And it's it's interesting because now as I'm going through this myself as well, I think like they don't really tell you that, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're when you're starting a business or or starting any new endeavor, no one no one really says, Hey, mm. by the way, your mindset is like the thing you're really gonna have to work on. You know, I mean, well, some people do, like you do, but it's not really the thing that they teach you. That, that's because it's um there's a good reason for it. Like people would hate t like teaching mindset because it doesn't get you direct results, right? Like people want to teach you like five tips to make a lot of money right now. And it's like, oh, awesome. Like if I taught a workshop on mindset, no one would show up because people are like, oh, yeah, he talks about that on his podcast. And like, to be honest, like I know I've got to work on my mindset, but they don't know how powerful it is. But then if I say like, hey, five tips, you can book out 100 grand's worth of work next year. Sold out workshop, no problem. Um but when people do come into my, I've got like a signature course, like the six-figure business map. And when people come to that, it's it's so funny because I'm like, here's all the framework and it's all well and good, but it's not going to do you anything until we start working on some mindset. So it's all about like, you know, I do like weekly uh, motivation and I do like live videos in there and I'm always getting, I'm always like just teaching mindset because I can show all the facts and all the figures, but at the end of the day, you know, they're not replicating me. And it's the person that implements the framework, not the framework itself. It's the person that implements the framework and they need to be equipped with the right mindset to be able to take that further than I even took it. And what I, what I think is interesting about that too, you, it's like you, you want people to take it further than you also like, it's, yeah, definitely yeah, like such good proof, you know, <laughs> you're like, cool, go ahead and be a better photographer than me. That's great. Like you want to enable and empower people. That's what I want. I'm like, you better... Yeah, stop aiming towards what I have. Like, you better be better than me. Like, you got to do more. Like, that's, I mean, I'm only, like, I am just, you know, doing what I'm doing because I, I have my own limiting beliefs and everybody has, like, different ceilings to get through. And I, and I believe, like, so many people should be smashing past my ceiling. You shouldn't peg yourself towards someone and think that's where it is. Like, you have endless amounts of energy, time, like resources. So you've got to use that stuff. Okay, Jai, what, what are your limiting beliefs? Uh, like, I think it took me a long time, maybe about five years for me to know that I was worth, I was worthy of making money. So I used to believe that I was like, I was poor and I was just always going to be poor. And I'd believe that I can't afford something. And, you know, maybe I didn't deserve it and things like that. And I think it took me a long time to sort of work on that and realize like, hey, wait a second, no, I say that I'm uneducated, but I'm actually really educated. And it might not be a piece of paper, but like I'm as worthy of like receiving money as anybody else. And the way that I think is totally different. I don't think like me sitting in a chair at university and studying, getting a piece of paper, 
means that I give more value to people as a craftsman like myself. So um, I'm not talking about like a, a technician that's like doing heart surgery. I'm talking about like if you're a photographer or if you're a designer or a podcaster or if you're a business coach or something like that where you've got a hands-on approach, you've got real life data of stuff that you've actually done out there and you can show someone that's just like one or two steps below you, hey, I, I was stuck there for five years. I can actually help you that in, in five days now. You know what I mean? So I can show people those things. And I think um, limiting beliefs, like um, I think I, I don't believe I can do the big things that I even do now. And I think I surprise myself a lot. So I'll do something and, and you know, even one of my staff calls me out and he's like, hey, Jai, you need to think of a bigger sponsor, a bigger speaker, a bigger platform. Like, why aren't you? And I'll be like, oh, I don't know why I always aim so low. Like I feel like I'm always like on such a small scale and I'm like, I don't, I actually don't know why I don't do it bigger. And then it sort of like challenges my belief. And because the first thing is like, I, I the first thing would be like, um, I'll say, oh, that's because they're too big for us, man. Or, or like, I can't afford that person or, you know, there's so many like limiting beliefs and then I'll realize what, what, why am I making up these excuses? No one's too big for us. Like I can contact anyone in the world. Like I just have to find a way to do it. Okay. I'm going to work on it. And then, so then I'll sort of start pushing myself through that. So I think this year has been the biggest year of growth for me because of that reason. Wow. What do you think it was about like this point or this year that it really unlocked for you and you started pushing past that. I think um, proof of concept, a lot of things like I'll talk about and I wouldn't see the results. And then when uh, we went into lockdown, it kind of forced me into having more time. And that means I had to work on these projects that I wanted to work on for a long time. And I did. And it was like repetition of, of, you know, doing the framework that I've done over and over to build businesses and doing it again and watching them work really fast because I've just sort of cut around all the stuff that doesn't work anymore and stopped fluffing around with that. And I think you get a confidence booster when something works for you. You know, like just say like if you were, um, you did a course on podcasting and then, you know, you reached out and you got a really big timer on your podcast and then not only that, the podcast got published and then it got featured on the Apple app and then it went all over the world and people shared and stuff. It's like a big accomplishment. It's like, man, all that stuff that I learned, I did it and I got results and then I feel good. I get the confidence. So I think like for me, it's just like getting more and more confidence and proof of concept. Yeah, that's really good. And again, proving the fact that it's the momentum and that you get when you take action, you, you take steps and you keep going, start mm. working. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, rather than just sitting and thinking about it. Yeah you're going to get that big confidence boost by just doing something, which I love. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's funny because it does come down to the action that you take, right? Like a lot of us, like we yeah. always say, like um, we manifest things and it is really good to really think about the things that you want, the people that you want to associate with, the, you know, the lifestyle that you want, all that stuff. But then it comes down to the action that you take. So it needs to match. So, so many times like people reach out to me and they say like, hey, Jaya, like I'm, I'm not getting featured everywhere and I don't know why. And, you know, you can see their limiting belief. And I'm like, how many times did you submit your work to a magazine? Oh, twice. I'm like, you have to submit it 200 times. Like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to be featured in all the magazines, you need to know the editor's name by name. Um, you need to have their emails. You need to be creating work that they want. Like you need to be getting rejected 200 times before you're going to get two magazine features. And that's just the way it is. And if you 
Don't do that. You're going to be disappointed your whole life because your expectations are way up here and your action is so much lower. Yep, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it does take it does take continual repeated effort mm-hmm. and you just showing up. And this is I think this is probably one of the biggest things I've learned this year. You just got to keep showing keep up doing day it. in, day <laughs> out and putting in the work. And I think that's true. That is what people miss. Mm. They miss that whole like, hey, you've got to put in the work and take the action and yeah, reaching out to two people and then stepping back and hoping it's all good isn't, you know, like if you're super lucky, you might see. Look, you might the, get it. The way but. that I work, if I reach out, like if I want someone on my podcast, I'll reach out to five people, and then if like two people say no, I'm like, well, that's awesome because I didn't even have time for the other three anyway. So it's like, you know, you've got to put yourself out there in the deep end and really make things work. Like you need to have like that much of an opportunity that is going to happen because you've set yourself up. If one person says no, it doesn't make any difference to you because you've already got so much other stuff to work on. Yeah, I believe that. I believe um, that, you know, your success relies on the action that you take. And I think for myself, I have to remind myself because like even me on my podcast, like I started a podcast a year ago and I just show up and I show up and I feel like no one's listening sometimes. And I feel like it's stupid. I feel like you know, why am I spending this time doing this stuff over and over when I'm really busy and I can do other things? And and um, and people don't see that. They're just saying, oh, this guy is like, he just does a podcast and it's successful. He does this and it just works. But reality is you're looking at the metrics and you're like, no one's actually listening. No one's sharing it. No one cares. And that's how you feel. But you show up and do it anyway. And then you do it the week after. And then you do it the month after. And then you do it the year after. Oh, no one's watching. No one's showing up. No one notices me. You're still doing it. And those people that keep showing up like that, they're the ones that get the success because they just don't stop. Like it's going to come to them. Mm, yeah. And and I think it is hard when you can't see, you're really just, you're in that middle and you can't, you can't really see the end and you can't see the result or the outcome. You can hope for it. And like you said, keep showing up, but you can't see the end. You just have to keep going. And and like, it does feel so, where am I going? Like, what am I doing next? Like, when am I going to get out of this? I mean, that's how it feels for me. Like, can you relate to that? Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, um, some, sometimes I definitely question why I am just, like, why I just keep doing something, Um, why I keep showing up. Like, why do I need to do that? Why am I trying to do an Instagram post every day? Like, why do I keep writing out an email? Why do I write? an extra 10 personalized emails you know per night at the end of the day to people in case they want to join up to the business map to make sure I'm extra serving people no one ever writes back to me I'm like why do I do it the next day and then the next day and I think about that all the time but I also think like I know that I wouldn't be happy with myself and I and I know right now that I give 100% and I think that makes me sleep really well at night because at the end of the day I'm like there was nothing else I could do today um I did it you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's really important for me. Yeah. And, and you love what you do. You, uh, I you do. know, I mean, Absolutely. you know, like, and I think that's a huge part of it. And well, for me, have, making a transition from working for somebody else full time to working for myself full time. Yeah. And it is hard. I mean, it's very, very hard. And I'm like, man, yeah, I go to bed at night too. I'm like, this is great. That was really hard today, but also great because I got to do what I want to do. I get to create what I want to create and what I want to put out into the world. Mm. And that in itself, I think is, that's all worth it for me. How how, how does it feel? Does it like feel empowering to you? Oh yeah, it definitely does. It it feels so empowering. And and it is, and I'm, 
I love that you just shared all of that so um, openly as well, because it, it always helps to hear people share about their experiences and like, hey, you know, you're not alone. Like, Jai Long, like you said, you know, you do, you come across as being successful or being a certain way to the public and you never know what goes on behind closed doors or what someone's actual journey is. And so even to hear you say that, you know, mm. hey, this is how I feel day to day and and sometimes I do question and I do wonder, but I do keep showing up and and I go to bed at night feeling like I know I've done my best. And yeah, I do feel empowered because it's decisions I've made for myself and, and actions I'm taking. And yeah, there, there's no more empowering, encouraging feeling, I think, than that every day. Absolutely. Hey, I think another thing is like the reason why you do something. So um, I think, you know, a lot of us, we will start a podcast, for instance, and then there's no one listening. And then we we're like, well, I was doing it for the fame and that didn't happen. So I'm just going to give up or like you or you launch a workshop and no one buys tickets. And you're like, I was doing it for the money. So that's why um, I'm just going to give up. And I see this over and over. Uh, and I think if you start something for the wrong reason, it's not going to work out because it just doesn't. Right. So the first workshop that I did, I put on and it cost me $5,000 and no one, like barely anyone showed up. Um, and that, back then that was my life savings. Like $5,000 was not how much money I wanted just to waste. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter because the point of this workshop was to get people results and to really like push myself and, and do some public speaking. I've never done that before. So $5,000 to get that experience was really worth it to me. So of course I did it. And the next workshop cost me money as well. And I think people don't like see those type of things. I did a mentoring session with some um, a guy not too long ago, and he wanted to run a workshop. He was a he is a celebrant, and um, he was like, "Hey man, so I launched the workshop, and then I had it live for one week, and only two people bought tickets in the week. So I've cancelled it, and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to move on." And I was like, mind blown. I was like, "You had two people like pay like pay you." And you're not going to put it on. Like, why? You know, and also you had one week for people to buy. It's just not enough time. Like you gave up way before. You didn't even get to the last 5%. You gave up at the first 10%. And it just like, it doesn't make any sense. But the reason why I was doing it was to make money. So of course it's not going to work out because you can, no one in the world right now can just hold a workshop and make money. Like you need to like build a name for yourself. You need to show people that they can trust that they're going to get some sort of value. They can learn something from you. You can't just say like, hey, I'm an influencer. Here's a workshop because what does anyone get from that? Nothing. So yeah, I think like just making sure that you're always doing the thing for the right reason. And for me, like, because I love everything I do, I don't care if no one's listening to my podcast. Like even though it's like, yes, it does feel like sometimes it can be work and all that kind of stuff and no one's listening, but I still show up because I'm like, well, I'm also love podcasting. So like, why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I think the real breakthrough for me this year as well was when I came to that realization, like, hey, you know what? Maybe you don't have numbers or you don't have this or you don't have, you know, you know, you have, you do have this definition of success in your mind. And when I first started out, I went through this process of discovering why I'm doing what I'm doing and why it matters to me. And I've had that to sort of anchor myself back to this entire time. And I remember one day a few months ago, I don't know, in the throes of, of lockdown or, mm. you know, whatever it's been this year and, and, and just thinking like, well, you can either keep going, you can keep doing this, you can, you know, there is no other option because I'm not going to go back to working a full-time job. Like I'm not going to do it. And this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And 
And, you know, you kind of explore, okay, well, I could do this or I could do that. Here's all the different scenarios. What does it look like? For me, I always come back full circle. Like, you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. You're where you want to be. It might not look exactly how you think it's going to look right now, but that doesn't mean it won't down the road. And you're going to be doing it anyway because you, you love it. And that was such mm. a huge breakthrough for me. Oh, my God. You know what's crazy? Like, if you didn't give up your job, you already knew what your future was. It was just the same. Yeah. And, like, I think people don't realize that. They, like, expect something better for, of themselves, but then they don't change something. And then it's like, well, nothing's going to happen, right? But if you give up your job now, pursue your dreams, maybe it's not what you thought straight away. But the thing is, now you have a chance, like a fighting chance of something extraordinary happening to your life like you have that now you can make more money you can make more impact you can change people's lives you can do so much right now because you put yourself in the situation to allow that to happen mm, yes you have to give yourself the opportunity like you have to you have to take a risk on your on yourself or like invest in yourself like you're the best investment yeah take make. a chance yeah exactly it, it takes a while to get to that point i think for a lot of people to to do that because it's so scary, right? And it's, you know, and everyone is afraid of the discomfort and they're afraid of the uncertainty. They're afraid of failing. Like, have you have you ever not been afraid of fa- failing? I've, def- I've never been afraid of failing. That has not been a thing. I'm still not. And like it, it's because I'm afraid of something that doesn't exist. You know, you know what I mean? And also, I mean, this is the metrics. Like we actually just like unpackage this whole thing, but like failing is like, okay, no one listens mm-hmm. to my podcast. Okay, well, I'll just keep doing it. So how can I fail? You know what I mean? So it's like, if you just keep showing up, like, how can you fail? Yeah, like I didn't sell out my first workshop, costing money. Second one, I would have done the same. Tenth one, I would have done the same. I would have found the money somewhere else and kept doing it, kept doing it. And then, like, you find the success. So I think if you've got that relentlessness, the thing is, I don't allow, I don't have enough time in my life to even think about failure because it's like an, it's like you always, whatever you put attention into, you're going to attract that thing for yourself. and um, I'm just not strong enough to like repel something out of my life. So I just make sure I attract the right things, which is like, I'm attracting success right now. I'm attracting like, you know, the lifestyle that I want and, you know, the money that I want and the listeners that I want and anything that I want, because that's all I can handle. Yeah, that's so good. And I think when a lot of people probably aren't attracting that because again, they, there's, they're just staying stuck or they haven't actually they haven't, I guess, gotten into that um, a mindset of, hey, there is no failure. You know, it depends on how everyone defines failure, of course. And I think people are really quick to define it as being, well, no one's listening, no one's buying, no one's showing up. I guess the definition of failure is like if you don't get the success, I mean, then you fail, right? And for me, my definition of success is the willingness to do and fail. So that's my definition. And to unbox that a little bit is it means like, I put myself in the situation where I can fail. That's success to me. So this is how it looks. If I hold a workshop, don't sell out the tickets, half the people walk in, no one's happy with the workshop at the end of it, and then they tell me and I get a one-star review, I'll still stand there and go like, I am so successful right now. Because whilst you guys are all complaining, I put myself in front of you, I'm vulnerable, I am trying to change my life here, I'm trying my best, it didn't work out, I'm going to do better next time. And I allowed myself to fail in front of everybody. And how can that, like, that to me is like the biggest success. So because I live by that, I think of everything that I do. I'm like, is this big enough for me to fail? Can I fail in front of people? Because if it's not, then I'm not pushing myself. I'm not successful. 
if I just went out there and I did something and it's just easy, sold out some workshops, easy, made some money, easy, like that's not success to me because what is that? Like that is so empty. But if I'm putting myself out there and I'm like, I'm nervous, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like I'm going to be humiliated if this doesn't turn out, if no one shows up, if, you know, whatever it is, then I'm like, I have to do that. Because if, if there's a chance that I can fail on this, like, man, I'm going to work on this thing. And if, if it works out, like, that's just, like, massive success. Yeah. I, it's, like, it's like, you know how, how big it is, like, by the level of fear that you have. And you're like, I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. Like, okay, I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling nervous or I know there's a chance of failure. Yep. That means I'm, I'm doing the right I'm, thing. I'm where I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, it doesn't really make it any easier, you know, or any less, no. any more. Oh, it's not easy. I'm, I'm, but, yeah, I'm definitely like, not saying it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and to be honest, though, I mean, like, it, it feels like it goes without saying. But I, I really do think some people just expect it to be easy. Like, cool, I made this big decision. I'm going to start a business or I'm going to launch a course mm. or do this new thing. It's all going to come. And again, I mean, it goes back to, yeah, just taking the action and, and, you know, showing up. But yeah, it's just, it isn't easy. Like, but you but you are putting yourself out there. And that's so much more, you can say more than a lot of other people can say too. Yeah. I mean, and right now we're more scared of being called out and, you know, humiliated online and things like that than ever before. So it takes more courage now to put out your own point of view and to show up on a podcast like this to your listeners, like people that don't know who I am all those things, then it does to not do that, mm -hmm. right? Because people make up a mind, their mind about me and that means they're judging me. If I say the wrong thing, if I slip up, if I say something that rubs someone up the wrong way or whatever it is and then they get onto social media and, you know, if you're thinking about those things, of course, like everything becomes 10 times harder. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I do believe that one of the reasons why I never like point fingers at people that, um, you know, are out there doing their thing because I'm like, man, it took courage for you just to stand up there on stage or just to get on that podcast or to make that Instagram post because not everyone can do that. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I think it's, you have the risk of missing out on so much of your life and your potential by not taking that risk. And it, it's sometimes it's so hard to get people to see that. For us, like people who are on the other side, you know, we're like in the middle of it, but Definitely. those people who haven't, you know, yet stepped into it, it's like, oh no, I can't. But I'm like, but you're going to miss out if you don't even try, if you don't give yourself that opportunity. Yeah, I think um, everyone's at their own place and they will come. Like the thing is, like I can't talk about mindset to people that don't want to hear it or I can't talk about success to mm -hmm. people or money to people that don't want to hear it. And um, e even like, you know, if I'm mentoring someone, um, I've got to meet them where they're at, even if I can see how they could get past it really easy to make sure that they work through it because we have to – work through things on our own level, um, understand things, fail ourselves to make sure that we can grow. And, you know, I'm a big believer. It's like, yeah, I can give you all the framework on how to do it, but I'm going to show you how to do it. And, you know, you need to, there's still a lot of stuff you need to learn on your own. You need to actually get burnt or fail or, you know, like whatever it is, because that's really going to show you, that's going to give you drive of like, you want this more or it's going to, uh, really show like what you shouldn't be doing anymore or what you shouldn't do again and you know there, there's so much in that but I definitely don't think that like um, anyone should ever feel bad that they're not taking a risk or they're not putting themselves out there because we all have different tolerances and I think you know some people that are just sharing on an Instagram post or an Insta story showing up live like that's a big deal for a lot of people 
And I think like if you're doing that and that's a big deal to you, I think like that is so courageous and like good on you for doing that, right? Because there was a, there was a time that I was so scared of doing that as well and everyone was. So um, you got to know that like obviously where everybody is, it's like it doesn't happen overnight. You work towards it. And so the best thing that you can do today is work on just one thing that scares you that little bit and after a while you'll realize you're doing such big things that you don't even know how you got there. And it doesn't have to be this big grand action. It can be, you're right, something what what seems as small as, you know, sending mm. an email to somebody or yeah, posting something on Instagram. I I'm actually still terrified of social media, like and I just now have started to get more comfortable with posting stuff on Instagram, but but yeah, I've had to really work through that showing up that way as well and and that's a huge victory. It's like it it doesn't have to be this you know, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. And you do build up that like courage muscle, the more of those little, little scary things you do, like you said, they become bigger and bigger. And, and it's like, people can get overwhelmed by thinking they have to do all the big things at once. But really, it is, it's just like that one little, little baby step, the next right step. Yeah, just one, one little step. It's the same as like starting your business or like following your dreams. It's like, we think we need to have it all worked out what the end goal is and, and like the roadmap. But like, you only need to know the first step. That's all you need to work on because the second step always comes without you even knowing it once you get to work. It 100% does and you get that clarity the more steps you take. And look, I mean, I just, I figure, I feel like I just figure it out as I go. Like I do love to try to make a plan, but it's all about pivoting. It's all about being flexible and and being, I think, if you plan too much as well, you can kind of miss out on those opportunities or maybe those maybe better next steps that you could, you know, happen when you step out. So absolutely. So Jai, I, one question I like to ask before we kind of wrap up is what is bringing you joy right now? Um, oh my God, so many things. It's yeah. That, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that question. There, <laughs> like there's so many things, right? Um, I'm building a house right now, which has been a dream of mine since I was a kid. And it's just like a really fun um, project that I'm working on. I'm working with the architect at the moment. It's really cool. Um, I am launching a summit and that's like the biggest thing that I've ever done in the wedding photography space and the educational space. And that's like huge, bringing me so much joy right now. Um, I am, you know, inside the my business uh, map, the six-figure business map at the moment and there's so many people getting results and I can see people people changing their lives you know they're they're like making more income and they're like getting enthusiastic about their dreams where they used to feel stuck and they used to feel overwhelmed with marketing and pricing and stuff and it just brings me so much joy like it seriously does like seeing that it's like it's like a direct result of the work that I'm doing and it's like man that is so cool um Right now, there's so many opportunities for me to like jump on podcasts and things like that. I think my schedule is just like packed with just so many things. I'm I'm teaching at a big workshop tomorrow as a keynote speaker in New Zealand, but I couldn't fly over, so now I'm just doing it from my lounge room and like just cool things. There's so many cool things. Um, and I think like the more that you chase your dreams and you get into that in between moment, I think the more that like you get in such a flow of just cool shit happening all the time and that's how it feels right now like everything that's happening I'm just like blown away so much joy oh that's amazing Jai I love that so pumped for you too so many cool things happening and so excited to hear more about your house where's your house 
it's uh it's up in byron bay or just outside of byron bay in this little town called bangalow amazing what a beautiful area um it sounds pretty nice right about now after being stuck in melbourne for so many months i can't wait to get up there (laughs) okay jaya where can people find you Hey, you can head over to my podcast if you like. Um, I'd love to have you over there. It's called Make Your Break. It's full of energy. It's full of everything that I just talked about um, in lots of detail. And I've got lots of guest speakers on there as well. So I'd love to have you over there. And yeah, if you want to say hi, you can always jump on my Instagram, which is askjialong.co. And um, we both would love for you to tag us on Instagram and say hi. And I know for myself, I write back to everyone that writes to me. So if you're into my DMs or you want to say hi or something moved you or touched you or something resonated with you or didn't and you and you hate me, just let me know on Instagram. I'd love to start that conversation. <laughs> and I can vouch for that. He does respond. Um, he does respond to messages and his podcast is amazing, as I've already said. So definitely, definitely check that out. Yes. I just want to say a big thank you to you for having me on this podcast and a big thank you to your listeners for tuning in. Yeah. Appreciate it, Jai. And thank you for being here. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and great conversation. Wow. That was incredible. I'm blown away that I just got to interview Jai Long on my podcast. So good. To learn more about Jai, head over to the show notes at heatherashleybaker.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do two things. Head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends and family. Two small actions that have a huge impact so that others can find and hear this podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Until next week, friends. 